<laughs> Fucking millennial. Whoa, partner. Uh, well, Dan. Yes. The spooky ass month of October is upon us. Mm-hmm. And as such, we will embrace the bummers and uh, really lean into that. Because we got some spooky topics this month. And we're going to start it out with the absolute, what would you call this, entry tier uh, listing on the, oh, creep- yeah. on the Creepatorium. It's the gateway of, of spooky this is pretty, places. Uh, it's pretty well-known stuff. And if you've ever seen uh, the movie, the 2014 movie, As Above, So Below, or the phenomenal 2008 Oscar-busting Catacombs movie starring the Pop Saint <laughs> Pink, you have seen a glimpse of what we're talking about. Uh, you may have seen pictures, because honestly, kind of a well-known topic, but if you haven't heard about it, it's a lovely thing to hear about. It Just tremendously creepy decision-making went into this and a gruesome history of mass graves in Paris. I'm talking, of course, about the catacombs of Paris, which is a system of tunnels underneath Paris, old Lutetian limestone quarries that eventually got filled with millions of corpses because of some overcrowding problems in Paris's cemeteries. All of these mines, of course, used to be outside of the city limits back when these, uh, I mean, this is, we're talking like 600 AD is when these mines were kind of from, possibly even earlier. So the city expanded out on top of them. Eventually, just the city of Paris is sitting right on top of them and were eventually used to uh, relieve some of the pressure. <laughs> um, literally pressure from all of these cemeteries now dan what do you think about the catacomb what do you know about them oh man uh very little going into this episode um so i'm glad you're prepared yeah i mean i've seen images but uh that's about it i think yeah i don't know i i took i took french in high school uh and that's probably where I was introduced to it for like two minutes, but then that was about it. Yeah, because I think you see them a lot just because of the whole like skulls, like stacks and stacks of skulls lining the walls and just bones as the walls. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> macabre thing I've ever seen. But um, I guess let's take it back to why is that even there? And so Paris, as I'm sure you know, is an extremely old city. Uh, I don't actually, let's actually, let's find out right now. How old is Paris? What's your guess? What? How old is Paris? How long do you think it's been as, as that city? How long do you think it's been around? All right. City with walls. I'm going to say since the year 300 BC. That is incredible. You looked, didn't you? You dog. No, I swear to God. Okay, well, I guess, I, I mean, I, I, to your credit, incredibly close. Uh, I am a little thrown off. I always get messed up by the century thing. 
third century BC. So Hell yeah, congratulations, Dan. This is that $9 million house all over again, which I will be <laughs> talking about until I die. Um, would you like to offer any context to that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, a few people listening to this already know, but freshman year of college, we were just leafing through like houses, like for sale section of a newspaper. And there was a, a house and, and you were like, Dan, guess how much this house costs? And you listed off, you know, the details, the rooms, the bathroom, square footage, all that. And, and uh, it was like a nine million something dollar house. And I guessed it within like $10,000. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you think that's a dull story, let me tell you, being in the room at the time. Oh, man. It was electrifying. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it set the tone for the year. It was early. Yeah. Um, smartest man in the room, Dan Gay. Hmm. Don't let that go to your head. Too late. I'm freaking out a little bit because I feel like I hear something crawling around in my room. Oh God. Which should not be happening. Uh, well, what does that? Oh God. Yeah, I know. Right. This is a bad um, way to start Spooktober. Yeah. Well, <laughs> buddy, I've been living it. Okay. <laughs> Cemeteries in Paris had been collecting bodies since 600 AD, roughly. That's in the case of one particularly large cemetery that is plays a large factor in this whole thing. The Cemetery of the Holy Innocents. And not cemeteries like you would see them today, I should say. There was, of course, like tombs and mausoleums for the people who had money. But for most of the people, the peasants... The plebeians, basically just wrapped in a white sheet, dumped in a mass grave. These cemeteries, as I'm sure you imagine, just began to fill up. And the Parisian government actually said, no more. We're closing off cemeteries inside city limits <laughs> because it was, I mean, their bodies were sticking up out of the ground in some cases. And people that lived near the Cemetery of the Holy Innocents were complaining about a constant smell of rotting. And then, tragically, and there were three major occurrences of this happening. One in 1774, one in 1777, and one in 1780, where the sheer weight of the, these bodies caused basement walls of houses that were surrounding the cemetery to just collapse and bodies would just spill out (laughs) into their basement oh no that's a horror movie yeah that's that's lowered property values which (laughs) (laughs) um so by 1780 the government says maybe it's time to do something about this the plan they went with a strange one but a necessary one and it's funny because this all started, this planning for this started in 1780, but nothing, they didn't even start moving bodies until six years after. But I guess, you know, a, a, to be fair, a plan of this scale, it's going to take some planning. They found a building that had a well in it that led directly to one of these underground quarters. And they started every night loading bodies into covered wagons and ferrying dead bodies 
to this house into <laughs> the quarry. And they moved about s- between six and seven million all told. <laughs> to talk and it took, about lowered house value. <laughs> no kidding. And yeah, good thing they covered them. I mean, that's that's they were afraid of the public revolting because I don't think anybody outside of those in the know knew this happened until after it happened. When oh there my was God. Nothing, I mean, I'm sure there probably weren't too many bodies that were like recent in there just because especially like that would care because there was just a mass grave and there were so many old bodies but even then you know nobody nobody likes thinking about that right the dead that's should stay impressive dead. though man honestly like we're, we're all about the creep this month but that's just impressive that's a huge feat six to seven million bodies yeah secretively like or secretively secret secretly both i think both work oh that's weird yeah english baby didn't expect it what makes it more impressive is some of these bodies 1200 years old so uh, at that point they those can't even be bodies right they were just moving bones i don't even know how they could tell maybe yeah, those were some of the true. individualized graves but well that's probably why they give it like a million body range when they say six to seven million because oh, they yeah. were like well it weighed this much we can tell you that <laughs> Uh, here's something I read that was, I mean, props to them for using every part of the Buffalo as it were, but fat deposits were left behind in some of these mass graves because there wasn't enough oxygen, which I guess maybe the bodies were a better blocker of that than dirt. I don't know, but I don't know why this doesn't happen all the time. Well, I guess maybe because you're not moving six to seven million bodies, so you never really get an, a chance to see this. But a bunch of fat deposits were left behind that just never uh, deteriorated, and they were scooped up and turned into soaps and candles. Oh, um, God. Bummer. That's another feat, being able to market that. I don't... I mean, would you? <laughs> would you market that? I think I would just... <laughs> your everyday dove, but... yeah. yeah. Uh, and Oof. it took them, they were, they were putting bodies into this thing until 1814. Whoa. Uh, before that though, <laughs> hilariously enough, um, in 1809, they had already moved. I think it took them, I want to say six years, I think is what I saw. It was either four or six to actually clear out the, like all of the dead that were already in cemeteries. And then I'm sure they just added or until it was until they stopped in 1814. But in 1809, they decided to let people come and see it. Of course, you had to be like, you had to be way too soon. <laughs> certainly. And you had to be uh, like an, uh, a French aristocrat to be able to do this. But that is also when they actually adopted the name uh, catacombs because just recently the Roman catacombs had been discovered and People were fascinated with them. Oh, come on, man. Uh, oh, well, Rome's doing it. We yeah. got to do it too. Like, come um, on. It's disrespectful. Uh, it is the French. They're yep. the most disrespectful people on the planet. <laughs> um, in 1810. What the hell is that? It's a, what did you say to me? It's a very insulting thing in French. Okay, well, let's leave it at that. I don't want to know what it means. <laughs> in 1810. The director of the Paris Mine Inspection Service 
Louis Etienne Harry Carey is what, <laughs> is what that looks like. Uh, his idea of a beautification project was to stack the skulls and femurs and line the walls as you see them today in pictures. Before that, my understanding is that it was just kind of a dumping ground. I'm sure they like stacked the bodies in some sort of order so that they it would save space, but I don't think they particularly cared what the, what happened to these bodies. No. Oh, and another thing, you got to think I, not all of these were bones, right? <laughs> like when they were dumping these, so some of them were just flesh until they fully I guess that would probably happen a little bit quicker, though, just being exposed to yeah, but open air and such. Three years, right? I have no idea. Four Are years? Well, eight, by 1810, like by the time that he would be oh. putting out his like uh, um, hiring, you know, posters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> looking for. How much, how much do you think desperate, they paid? Desperate people. <laughs> how much do you think they paid? Like, oh, I bet you they used prisoners. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, even for like, especially for ferrying them, digging them up and bringing them down. Oh, yeah. Digging them up and bringing them down. <laughs> so he also collected uh, the masonry and tombstones that were in the cemetery. They, those had just kind of collected in the house that had that well that we were talking about. And uh, of course, a lot of them got stolen, but he took all of them that he could and brought them down and set them up in sort of fanciful displays and also carved some ominous uh, messages and sayings on entryways and such, including my personal favorite, Arrête, c'est ici l'Empire de la Mort, which means stop. This is the Empire of the Dead. <laughs> right, at, right at a stone entryway. This is such just like a haunted house, you know? Yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't want people to stop. They wanted people to look they, at that sign and chuckle and say, stop here, Empire of the Dead. There's a, yeah, there's this kind of weird fascination with the dead around this whole thing. And it definitely continued to this day, just people wanting to see it. I guess, to be fair, I'd probably go see it, but I uh, wouldn't spend too much time there just because the gravity of the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so you may not have noticed any sort of difference, but we just got through some technical difficulties. Um, Hard times indeed. There is, uh, is was this a, like a knob, Dan? Like a little volume knob? Is that what we're talking? Yeah. Like a wheel that you turn? No, just very sensitive buttons. But Okay, so Dan had turned down his headset uh, unknowingly, unwittingly. And we thought it was a significantly larger issue than it was and spent, I'm going to exaggerate and say 20 minutes trying to solve it. <laughs> wow, you did not hold back. Uh, but we're back now. Here's the straight shit. After those bodies are in there, that's pretty much the end of the history of that place. Except <laughs> it did have, uh, it's of course been tried, there, you know, urban explorers have been accessing it for a long time and it's largely open to the public now uh, at least a few sections of it because we should clarify the actual bones 
the ossuary, if you will, is just a small section of this vast network of tunnels. Even a small, but any section of that small section is what the public can visit on like a day-to-day basis. It's actually owned by the, I guess you'd call that like the Museum Administration of Paris. It's the same people that handle all the other museums. Yeah. But the catacombs did have a bit of a heyday during World War II for two separate and opposite reasons. The French resistance used them to move around from building to building because A, it's underground. It's the best place you want to be as a resistance member. And a large number of like hospitals and academic buildings, all sorts of buildings had access to the tunnels. However, I don't know if either group knew of the other group's involvement, but the Nazis <laughs> also used the tunnels during the French occupation. They had built bunkers into them, but uh, that's all dry, boring, Dan Carlin-type history. <laughs> the good shit is in the year 2004. Police training that's exercise. That's history. 2004? But if you don't shut up your history, <laughs> how about that one? <laughs> um, <laughs> In 2004, during a police training exercise to, uh, I'm guessing, for a situation where there's police work needing done in the catacombs, they were using an unused and uncharted section of the tunnels for this training exercise. During this police exercise, they happened upon a sign that said, no public entry. And uh, they wanted <laughs> did, to know what that was all that about. There? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so they went down this tunnel that the sign is at the front of, and eventually they hear dogs barking all around them. And they continue on and find stupid a fully furnished movie theater in the catacombs, complete with a stocked bar, (laughs) benches carved into the stone of the tunnels, mind you. Pirated electricity. They stole electricity from somewhere and wired (laughs) this place. And three separate phone lines. And what they found the dogs were is in the tunnel, there's a security camera. And... If the security camera detected motion, it would play a CD recording of dogs barking to try to scare off anybody <laughs> who would find this. And there was the Nazi bunker, right? It was the, yeah. the <laughs> when the police returned. Because the dogs barked in German. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> um, the dogs barked in German. God damn it! Um, when the police returned three days later. Um. Because I guess, I don't know why they even left, right? I guess needed some time to figure out what to do with that, decide (laughs) if it was even illegal. Um, (laughs) They returned three days later, and everything was gone. And the the projector was gone. All of the movies that were stored down there is gone. All the alcohol was gone from the bar. The wires were stripped and cut, and a note was left that advised the police not to look any further into the issue. <laughs> Especially do not look under this note. Yeah, the, uh, 
so Dude, there's a rat in the Paris police department. Well, I would, I was thinking more, it was the security camera. Oh Jesus. That they put that one together with, but, yep. uh, forgot about that. So get this, the, the group behind this is a group called the UX. They are an underground organization and their whole business is just like restoring medieval crypts and such, you know, this same group that had this movie theater is also responsible for breaking into the Paris Pantheon, uh, like a, a cathedral model sort of after the Pantheon in Rome, which had a clock face that had been defunct for 60 years. They broke in with copies of the keys to the place somehow <laughs> and fixed the clock. What? In the most benign act of vandalism yeah. in history. Well, it's not even like keys it was... to the place, though. Like these people have inside yeah, they have guys access. everywhere. Yeah, what? And it, it wasn't even like a like as simple as changing out a double A battery in the back of the thing. They didn't <laughs> know what was wrong with it and set up kind of like a mobile operations base inside of the Pantheon in the like higher up rafters by the clock face and set up like a small library of books about timepieces. Oh my God. Diagnosed the issue and then fixed the issue. Dude, that would be so much fun. Like, yeah, that's, that's the most fun. Like a clock maker would ever have this UX group. There's some sub factions. Untergunther is the group responsible for the clock. The Mexican Consolidated Drilling Authority is what the people who had the movie theater went by. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's just a distraction. Yeah, that's creative liberty. <laughs> Charges were brought against the Untergunther for the Pantheon clock, but 20 minutes into the hearing, the judge ruled in their favor. And the government prosecutor referred to the charges as stupid. So <laughs> it was stupid. Yeah, <laughs> That's where they hold their monthly meetings or something like. I have no idea. I don't think anybody does. The movie theater. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I guess. Well, not anymore, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Dan, my question for you. If you had to do something with six to seven million bodies, what would you do with them? And I was in Paris? No, just anywhere. I'm just giving you six million bodies. What are you doing with them? Oh, man. Well, I want you to really think about it. Oh, God. That's hard. Mm -hmm. I would, um, I would call up a couple of my friends. Okay. You included, obviously. Mm. Make it make it fly out here. Okay. And uh, we would just spend as much time as necessary going around to local department stores and secretly <laughs> okay. replacing the oh, mannequins no. <laughs> with real bodies slash skeletons. That's that's some fight club shit. <laughs> <laughs> with TNT strapped to their ribs set to blow in 20, you know, 53. Right. Oh, you think the bodies will stick around that long? 
Nobody will notice them. Right. They don't change those things, man. <laughs> Fashion won't change. Do you ever get um do you ever get weirded out by mannequins? Hell yeah. Some of like, them. Oh, I get like actually lightheaded near mannequins sometimes. Oh, like if I see really? them in the corner of my eye, I get like it's not like lightheadedness as like vertigo, but it's like this indescribable primal feeling I get. And I don't know what it is, but I don't like them. You ever punch one? I, uh, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> you think that'll help? You should. <laughs> no, you just said primal. And I was like, okay, it's either oh, yeah. sex or violence. So I just started beating my chest. And Cain, <laughs> 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 um, would you ever sleep over in the Paris catacombs? Oh boy. Um, no. Uh, not well, then do I have the deal of a century okay. for you, my friend. And I, I think you misheard me. I mean the millennium. Deal <laughs> okay. of the millennium here. Two millenniums. Okay. So for a clean, easy 380-something thousand dollars, in other words, 350,000 euros, you can book an Airbnb in the Paris catacombs. Who would do that? I mean, I guess that, you know, if they wouldn't do it, if there wasn't a market for it, but. Yeah, but who with that much money? That's a, that's a suddenly very that's, narrow yeah, group yeah. of people. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. I didn't say it. Found the one. It. Yeah, but now I responded to um, so you have to leave it in. Uh, I'm taking up way too much airtime to cut all of this see, out. My it's problem. My problem. <laughs> uh, I'm filibustering this podcast. You're screwed. My problem with sleeping in the catacombs, like I would not, I certainly would not sleep there. I would be down for like getting an Airbnb, eh, Jesus, an Airbnb and having like an all night party there. But I wouldn't sleep in a cave. That just seems like that alone. I don't know what's a cave. I don't feel comfortable falling asleep in a open air place like that. Like, do you, do you understand my line of reasoning here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, you don't want to like become a permanent resident. Well, it's just like who knows what's down there, man. I'm not sleeping there. Uh, on top of oh, what? What am I just gonna put a sleeping bag down? No, no, dude. They have a whole bedroom. Are you? I'm looking at a picture of the actual, room right now. Yeah, they have, there's a is bed. It? it looks like a queen bed. There's uh, candles everywhere. There's some, of course some there tables. Are. There's a mirror. Yeah, the candles. Um, and uh, they even have like a dining room table. Yeah, I'm sending it to you right now. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. What I'm trying to figure out what that Jesus description is. So you buy, buy me some time. Buy me some time to figure this out. I, uh, uh. I get. I don't know why I should have figured. I was picturing like actual walls, not the bone and skull lined walls. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! Yeah, Full length mirror, a wooden chest for you to put your kerosene lantern for sleepwalking down the caverns. Dan is Danually Dan scribing. <laughs> I'm halfway. You keep building that sentence. Halfway. Okay. Yeah. Here, let's try. Um, welcome to my 
spooky ASMR podcast. <laughs> While Dan is Googling, I will be lulling you to sleep in your horrifying Airbnb in the middle of a bunch of dead fucking bodies. I don't know what could have possibly compelled you to rent this Airbnb for $380,000, you sociopath. Oh my God, dude, this is so creepy. I don't like this. Lika, he's got it. Read it to us, Dan. Huh. Think in the morning that you will not be able to go until the evening, and the evening that you will not go until the morning. I want to shoot whoever made that. (laughs) I'm going to kill him. (laughs) I'm sure grammatically, like the real translation would be cleaned up, but Google did its best. Right. But that is Um, morbid. I got, I got a question that I was thinking about earlier today that I'm now going to shoehorn into this. discussion uh under the guise of being vaguely halloween themed what's your favorite candy reese's man reese's it okay you know admirable choice yeah the fact that you didn't even have to think about it no i'm always sitting on that answer i okay hear me out reese's definitely clears top three easy no problem i have also been lately a big fan of almond joy Oh, yeah. But the end-all be-all for me is peach rings. I love gummies. Unorthodox. Gummy shit is my favorite. Sour gummy worms, actually. Mm, Ooh, God, between peach rings and sour gummy worms. I'm not sure I'm prepared to answer that question. (laughs) I think that's going to take some thinking. A long, monastic, silent period that... Neither of us have time for. Yeah. I'm on the Airbnb Airbnb page now. <laughs> and if you've ever looked at one of these, you know, they have an amenities section. Okay. All of the amenities are crossed out except for one. So like kitchen, internet, TV, essentials, yeah, heating, okay. air conditioning, yeah. washer, dry. All those are crossed out except for breakfast. <laughs> 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 just okay. just picture a guy coming down with a tray full of food like whoa you guys actually made it through the night i was expecting this to be my breakfast like what uh is there a hotel that stands out to you the best hotel breakfast you've ever had oh yeah yeah i had um oh, i bet it was at the fuck ritz carlton or something new york boy <laughs> <laughs> no man it was actually in new jersey Oh, it was uh, it was called the Chauncey Inn, which, Mm. first of all, ridiculous name. But of course, yeah. But yeah, it was an all expensive, all expenses paid um, teacher training. It was recently. It was. It was was this summer. Yeah. Wow. And it was ridiculous, man. It was it was great food. You know, the training we got grant for it. We have to pay for it. But I think the training, it was like four days. It probably cost like 10 grand. Wow. Yeah. It's cheaper than an Airbnb and <laughs> underground. Yeah. I bet you that breakfast is spectacular. The, um, I had a friend, middle school, Jimmy Espinoza. 
and uh, for his birthday every year, his dad would come into town and he'd stay at the Best Western, mm-hmm. and the um, the breakfast was a buffet of just metal chafing trays full of eggs and hash browns and eggs with ham and eggs with bacon and buddy i ate like a king yeah dude that's like the perfect breakfast they're not trying too much it's all easy stuff yeah breakfast there's a beautiful simplicity to breakfast food and that is why it can be eaten at any time of the day yes in this journalist's opinion (laughs) journalist breakfast Um, all day baby Absolutely. Breakfast for dinner is incredible. Everybody loves it. Oh, geez. <laughs> really, really straight off course. <laughs> I have an idea of how to end the podcast. Okay. Um, All right. It's going to take some research by you, but you got to find some sort of creepy spooktober theme, you know, like music. I, so the monster mash. Oh, no. No, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So something creepy as like outro music and okay. you should just read, I'm about to send it to you. You should just read that inscription in that Airbnb room okay. in a really creepy voice. Okay. My monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It caught on in a flash He did the match He did the monster match From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble Jolt from my electro. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard. Sp-